found on page Kufpe Aleph and Chavis Talmidim. In this Maimah we were up to, the Rebbe was saying how even though we had learned in the previous Maimah how the mind of a Jew is drawn from the Nishama and where it comes from and so on, the whole Ishtalsalus of where the Nefesh Ruch, Nishama, Chai Yechidu, where it all begins and how it all comes into this world, into each and every one of our lives. Nevertheless, the neshama, the Rebbe was explaining, is not independent of the body and the needs of the body. We're in this world, and and it is bound to the body and to physical life. Therefore, we can't just talk about where the neshama comes from, which was the ikra of the last maimer, where the neshama comes from, which certainly is is of great importance to realize, to understand what that means. But we also have to understand the relationship between the body and the neshama so that we can make this whole program work lamaisa. So here the Rebbe is concentrating on this relationship between between the guf and the neshama and to apply the principles that we've been learning in our Vedas Hashem lamaisa, which we're going to go more, he's going to go more into into actual, into shira, into, into, into singing, into different things, as we'll see. So on the bottom of Kuf Pei Aleph. As Hadvar Mayosri Eloim Sha'in Chushi Haguf Masigam Vilamidim Esa Adam Yesh Mehem Shemasig Besichlai There are things that, even though we can't pick up with our physical senses, nevertheless, a person intellectually is able to understand them, to talk about them, as we learned in the last Maimur. If you look at this carefully, you'll see. Demis is that even that, that the, the seichel of a person is not able to be masik anything, to see anything that's spiritual. Rak mishar aisam. Mishar means that, that we imagine, we, we try to somehow, in our minds, we try to imagine that to be mishar somehow, to guess, to imagine. But vlo ruchanim shalomalam ha'adam levad, rakam ha'ruchanim shneslav shu ba'adam hazeh. Not only that we can't understand what does a malach mean, we can't understand even in this world, Spiritual, spiritual manifestations in this world. Aflo yeda mahema. Next page. Rak We just try to understand it somehow. Afa karechas asher ba'olam leyuchal rak l'shairus mitziusam. Eich l'shtamish behem v'leyosim. And the karechas that are in this world, the spiritual karechas, we really can't understand their mitzius. We just try to learn to understand how to use these spiritual karechas. That's it. Ki ha'im yeda ha'odam mahu karech ha'elektri. The truth is, he says, does a person even know exactly what is this koach of electricity? Even though he uses electricity all the time. Okay, so you could talk about it in the positive, and this, negative, and and all the different things, and volts, and watts, and all the, and, uh, all the other things about what electricity is. But that misses koach v'ashabar Hashem. This is some type of, even electricity, it's some type of a, some type of a koach that Hashem created. The demon being knows it exists, and that's really it. 
that's it with 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 a physical kayak such as electricity that we know that it exists or you know this all, all that we learned growing up in science about what's happening in that world that we can't see that scientists are studying that none of us have actually ever seen these things like you know we've heard about molecules and atoms I mean the whole thing could be just like a couple of scientists made this stuff up you know as far as I'm concerned I don't know about any of those things I mean not that I haven't I have no fakest that uh, that some of it is true but we haven't seen these things we're only Mishar but not just saying that there are other people who are more equipped to study these things on a deeper level and some of these things can actually be seen with proper equipment and there are other, these things that cannot be seen it's just that the that the people that the experts on the shire are certain kaiches and give them certain names and that the eye can't see and even and even using even using the best microscopes and so on or, or the best telescopes to see further out these are really more things that are a matter of of one's of one's estimation of the estimation the imagination of how to be mitzayer how to somehow draw or to visualize to visualize certain certain mitzayim that are really not anything that the human eye has ever beheld or can behold so that's when it comes to physical reality when the culture came in how much more so when it comes to the, to the so when it comes to any anything that's more sublime even in this world so we know that there's something that's called nefesh at somachas that there's a certain karech that Hashem has given to plants to grow and we study that and we read about it and we hear about it that there's this mysterious nefesh at somachas that the Rabbam talks about and Prakim and all this Rabbam talk about there's a nefesh at somachas the Barsham has made such a thing and there are many scientific uh, terms that are being used to describe how this takes place and with photosynthesis and everything else how the plants grow and develop and this is revealed this mysterious nefesh this life force that causes plants to grow which Hashem has infused into all these plants thousands of different types of plants in the world I'm sure there are millions the kol min is ein misper yishet smachim, as he says. Countless different uh, within each min, there are countless different subspecies and categories and so on, different types of plants. The nefesh achai b'mine achai b'hemetzipa kol kanov. Same thing when it comes to animals. There's a nefesh achai. There's something that's called the soul of all living animals, of all living creatures. And then there are many, many different subcategories. Do we know what that means? Do we really understand that? That what is it? What is the nefesh of 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 the of the animal? What is the nefesh of the plant? Do we understand that? Even though we know that it exists, there is such a thing. Since Hashem created the world, we see that since Hashem created the world, and there is this mysterious koach in the world that Hashem's baruch has created to preserve each separate min, each separate species. 
Bechol Sheretz. And so it comes with all the Ramosim and Shrotsim, all the crawling things and creeping things and insects and so on. Mesayf HaKayetz, Kaidim Shayamuz. That each of the each of these creatures at the end of the summer, before it dies, matalas beitza b'mokam eshuma baaretz, that it, it lays its eggs in a certain guarded place in, in the earth, or besedek eza anaf, or in some crack in a branch somewhere, l'man yiskayim b'charif b'kayitz haba, so that the eggs should be able to be protected during the winter to the coming season there won't even be what there won't even be what, what a speck of dust that remains that we'll see that anybody would see and and uh, and then all of a sudden at some point you have you have a whole new generation of Ramosim and Shrotsim the Remes and the Sheretz, all of these creatures, they have no idea what they're doing. I was just reading to, was just reading to my daughter, my little one the other day. They're, they're doing something in school about fish and this whole thing about sharks. So the second that the, the, second that the mother has all the little sharks, they run for the lives. You know this? Because the, the, mothers are, the mothers are hungry, they'll eat the kids on the spot. And the, uh, she was very upset about that, Shifi. Like, she couldn't believe that. Ha, ha, you know, you know, how could it be? Hatavashalna, you know, Noshim Rachmanius, like it says in the Kinnis, how could it be that compassionate Jewish sharks would eat their little children, you know, that Jewish women would eat their children? Could it be? Are you talking? So it was a hard thing to explain. How could it be that there's such a brie and the why did Hashem's Baruch make in such a way that there's an Achzarius in the world, that there's a cruelty in an animal that Hashem's Baruch made such a thing? And all the trouble that the shark goes through in order to be able to have the children, and then and then and then uh, she's prepared to to devour her own children. And all the different countless meaning, which is really pile ploim, the most the, the wonders, the most wondrous, wondrous things when a person looks into the bria, and how these creatures have an understanding, and each one knows what and where and exactly, and and how the, and how it. And, and how it prepares for the future diaries. It's, it's, it's all Niflois Habria, amazing things. And they don't understand it. It's not like you, it's not like somebody can go in the water with, like, you know, with a microphone and go up to the shark and say, what are you, what's going on over here? Like, what, what is this? Or to any of the animals. And say, uh, you know, to go to interview a bird, it says, true that you're, you know, you're flying south. Why do you do that? Like, uh, so the bird says, I don't know. There are more and more kids that are saying that in school with everything they do when you ask them, I don't know, more an instinct. So, there's no havana, there's no understanding, there's a, there's a Bria that Hashem has brought me. There's a nefesh, they have it, there's a nefesh, there's something that's called the soul of, of all living things. The soul of those who are Muslim and the Shwatsim, depending upon the min, the type, that somehow he it pushes them in the most amazing way, it pushes them to do to do certain things and to go to certain places, even though they themselves have no idea of why they're doing that. We don't know what that is, that nefesh. We don't know what that soul is. 
Again, every animal can be, has been studied countless times and there are books written on any species. You can go look up in the, in the library and can tell you about this, this bug and the whole history of this bug and who's the bug and the Zaydi and, you know, and where they come, what and how they, and how they met and, and all the, you know, all the stashlers of these bugs. It can tell you everything. It can show you, you know, how it eats and how it just reproduces and how all of the prate prate, but the nefesh hasherets, no eye has seen, only the master of the world. What's the nefesh hasheretz? That thing which is the life force. And that gives it this, that gives it this, this koyach and, and this blind ambition to do certain things and to go to certain places. And the unbelievable need for self-preservation and to preserve future generations of that species, which is something which Ayn so the eye hasn't seen, and a microscope hasn't seen. There are many hash'aris, there are many ideas and interesting theories and so on. We can think about and try to imagine what is the Metziyas. When we see all these unusual ma'isam, all these unusual things that are taking place, that, that everything in the world is, is functioning in such a way, so the Rebbe says, if we don't even understand the Karchis and the Nefoshis in this world, we only are Meshire, we only talk about, think about, we, we imagine. So certainly we can't understand spiritual matters that are above and beyond this world. Things that are not physical. These are physical things somehow we can't understand, so certainly... What's the malam ha'alam? How foolish people are that they want somehow to imagine. Of course, that's the beginning of Avadazar, right? That's why idolatry, that's where Avadazar comes from. The visualization of spiritual kaifas and trying to somehow be mitzayah these. these points of imagination and to create some to create some physical some sort of a physical embodiment of a, of a non-physical reality and from there all of Adazar comes from so these people he says Kamatik Shoy Hani and she how foolish how silly these people are Harayt Simla Vesichem Lachko Ladas Diver Rechonim Rak Bideyas Koizus Af Apikorsis Vel Hashol Tachtis Chasasholim Yiplu we understand where these thoughts lead them. This need to be able to see, to touch, to experience something that's beyond one's senses has led to, has led to oceans of apikarsis and has led people to the depths, the depths of, of, of Adazara. And nothing more than that. There is, however, the Rebbe says, another type of knowledge that's available to human beings, which is what? Yoyser ilah ma'at, which is a little bit more elevated. Habaloi bahar goshev is stroimus umaat is galus nafshay. There is this other type of knowledge, of awareness, of understanding that's available to human beings, which comes through feeling through inspiration, upliftment, and the slight revelation of one's own soul. 
which is all the Rabbi Swam are about, had to reveal something of one's neshama to oneself. It's not anything that one could be mitzayah. You cannot visualize, you can't draw it, you can't, you can't put it under a microscope. You can't see it, you can't touch it. But there is such a thing, there's a type of understanding that a, that a Jew has, that a Jew is capable of, that comes through the revelation of his godless, a little bit of the godless of one's soul. Certainly in the tzaddikim there's more of his godless. And when there is that his godless, the tzaddik is able to see things that, that you and I can't see. But there's a his godless anafesh. There's the revelation of one's own soul to oneself. When the tzaddikim that they were able to experience the chlal, even in plants and in animals, we're not going to go into that right now, it's discussed at length in the Kisve Hari, in the, in, in the Ramak, and other svarim. But we're living in a low generation, a very, very diminished state of existence that we're in. So we're not really, we're not even, we don't have Rishus to, to speak about or to try to understand the nature of Navu. What, what is it that the Navi was able to see? What was the Navi able to see? That there's such a thing that when a person's soul makes it, is revealed to the person himself that he's able to experience wondrous things and to have visions and to see things from beyond this world. It's way beyond our understanding. In the last Mimer, we spent considerable time on that. Learning that every year, all Jews are B'nai Nevi'im. And we learn in the last Mimer that to be a Ben Navi is not simply a matter of Yichas, of who your ancestors, that we are the children, we are the descendants of Nevi'im. But a Ben Navi means that every Jew has Shatz Musaynu V'chiyus HaKadusha Sherbanu Nitzaytz Nevi'isi. We learned in the last Mimer that each and every Jew is not only a descendant of Nevi'im, but is a Ben Navi, like a Ben Tur, that means that each and every one of us still has within us a spark of this Karech of Nevi'ah, where one is able to where one is able to tap into certain kaychas, which we learned in our days, since the Holy Balshama since the Holy Balshama was sent into the world, the the Rebbe was teaching us that through the through the proper preparations and learning and learning the Sramakadoshim in the proper way, that one is able to uncover to uncover a spark of Navu within oneself and to experience in learning and to experience in davening at a shilashudas, in Naguna, which we're going to talk about different things, that one is able to experience a revelation of that spark of something, of something, ma'at his galas and nefesh. There's a little, little bit of spark of that nevua. Not a spark, not that's large enough to help, to, to enable us to see things of the past, or of the, even to understand things in a deeper way in the present or the future. As in the VM or or Amistakit Sadiqim. But it's not Stam. There's a neat sight of Nevias, as Zaharishuslana Dabra, who Benitsu Sanavias as Zarishuslana Dabra. And we could talk about this. We're allowed to speak about this neat sight, this spark of prophetic inspiration that still exists within each and every one of us, and that we could tap into. 
if we make the proper achonis and with davening and with learning, that we could tap into this to this kaiyachanavius, even though we can't understand it in its source, we don't know what it means. Hagemar oimaris, and that's what we're going to learn. That's what we're learning how to reveal this. Hagemar oimaris. The Gemara says chacham adif minavi. A remarkable couple of words. Chacham adif minavi that. The Chacham, the sage, is preferable to the Prophet. There is a quality of the Chacham that gives him an advantage over the Navi, the Prophet. It's a big subject in Torah. Those who have had the schus to learn the Svarim of the Kain from the Blind Tzaddik know that there isn't a page. There isn't a page in the writings of the Kain, and there are many pages in the Kain's writings that we have. And there are many, many more pages that we unfortunately were not able to get. But what we have from a Tzaddik Swarm, there isn't a page, Kimat, where he doesn't mention this Gemara, and he's not Mamik, Mamokim, Shabbat Mamokim, to the deepest depths of what does that mean? Chacham Adif Minavi. That there is a certain Kayach that the sage has that, that even the Navi doesn't have. What does that mean? And Teresh Balpeh and Teresh Bechsav. And it says in the Tikkunim that the Madrega from where the Chacham draws his Chachma is above the Madrega, the Yenikas Anavi. It comes from a higher place from where the Navi draws prophecy. Huh? No, Yenika means to be Yonik is a baby is Yonik, but Yonik means to like. When you, when you, it means to draw out, to draw out. It, the source. The Zohrak binyan madregas ayenika b'marim. But tzaddikim asher lefanim, in the earlier generations, shachachm shalahem nishtal shalom isfiras achachm habina v'adas, where the chacham of the earlier generations, the tzaddikim. With their chachma was mishtalshal from the spheres of chachma bin and das, that they descended from the highest madrigas, the highest spheres. Me'atzilus bria shabemorim, from the highest level of atzilus in shamayim in heaven. Avlanachnu shiyochaliyos shafa chachma shabanu. The Rebbe says, look, in those early generations, when they were when they were drawing into their lives chacham adif minavi, they were drawing their chachma. When we read about Tanoim and Amaroim and Sadiqim, the earlier Sadiqim, they were drawing their Chachma, their understanding, their wisdom from the highest levels of Atsilus and Chabad. And as far as we're concerned, it could be that even the Chachma that's within us is Mibchinus Asiyah, it comes somewhere. Even the Chachma that we have, it's Mokir is somewhat. From the level of Asiya, from the lowest, which is the lowest koyach from the spheres of, from the sphere of Malchus. We're not going into anything Kabbalistic. The lowest sphere you all know, the sphere that, that, that is, that we can relate to is spheres of Malchus. And, 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 uh, and this world is the Ilam Hasiya, is the world of action, of physical action. So the, it could be that, that our Chachma that we have, the Chacham that we have is a Chacham that we're able to tap into from that level of what? Of the lowest sphere, which is Malchus and Lailam in the lowest world. Which is still great if we're able to do that, as the Rebbe explains. In the early generations, they were tapping into Chacham that came from the highest Madragas. 
Nevoah doesn't come from Nevoah doesn't come from that place. Nevoah comes from Netzach and Haid. But that's not something that we're going to talk about. It's not part of what we're learning. But Nevoah comes from a lower darga than Chachma. The Chachma are able to think about things. The Nevim are only able to see things. Not that Nevim couldn't think also, but Elianavi was also a Chachma. But that quality of that Kayach of Nevoah, as the Maral explains, why we don't see in Tanakh, we don't see in Tanakh anything about Olam Haba. Right? In Tanakh there's really nothing about Olam Haba. About a world beyond this world. Masha'in came in, in, in Chazal. Chazal is filled with discussions of Adam Haba, right? Even, even Yemaisa Mashiach. It's in, in Navi, it's Mobir Misa, there's some in Yeshaya in certain places, there are Ramazim, there are hints, there are descriptions. Very vague things. Masha'in came in Chazal. In Chazal, there's tons of stuff. Because the morale explains that the Navi was limited to what he was what, what he was shown, and visions are only visions can only be shown using the kalim of this world where, where, where there's such a thing as visual perception. So the the Navi would see a sir nafuch, he would see that pot that was boiling over, or the Navi would see a stick with you know with almonds. The Navi would see certain things, and then there would be the interpretation of the nevuah. Hashem would explain the nevuah. But the Chachamim were able to fly to soar beyond what could be visualized with the eye, with the Kayach of Chachmah that comes beyond the Kayach of Nevoah. Malchus Shalmaramhi. So the Rebbe says, nevertheless, even though we're living at a time when where even our Chachmah is coming from the lowest sphere of the lowest realm of existence, it's still a Malchus Shalmaramhi. It's still Himmeldik. It's still something beyond. It's still something which is from beyond this world. It's still something beyond physical reality. That we learn the smaller funnel whose end is only as large as the narrow end of the larger funnel used for pouring into the bottle. Right? That we learned in the last in the last Maimer. So you have a smaller funnel, and the end is only as large as the narrow end of the larger funnel, and then it's larger, 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 until it's our Ainsaf, until it's the, well, we're learning more about the electric plant, and it goes all the way back to our Ainsaf, to the infinite one himself. So even though it's coming down through many, many, many kalim, until it gets through this tiny little opening of a funnel that we have in this world, this tiny little thing that in our generation, in our times, who we are, there's only a tiny, tiny little thing. But that tiny little opening of the, of the funnel that we have access to in our lives, ultimately it connects as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's coming from that huge source of light, of, of what, that huge source of nefesh ruach, neshamach hayechidah, that's in its undifferentiated state, in Ein Saif, from the infinite one himself. So we only get little drip, 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 tiny little, little, little drops that we get. And the tiny little drop that a, that a Jew gets in this world, Aristotle never had, Aquinas never tasted. All the biggest, all the biggest thinkers, philosophers, the greatest geniuses, and the most sensitive and spiritual, the most sensitive spiritual um, goyim that ever lived in this world, 
will not be able to receive those drops. And, and that's a drop of that they have even now something something now that a Jew is able to be masig is able to understand something which is beyond his understanding where he's not understanding he's able to feel something to experience something which is not imagination which is real not like not like uh, uh, you know not like Billy Graham dashing in, in, you know, uh, to 100,000 people, and then everybody around the world like touching the television sets to be healed and so on. This is all, this is all delusions and nabuch, unhealthy and imbalanced uh, and, and uh, uh, people. But this, but but he, the Rebbe says, "Ev We don't have the intellectual capacity to understand, just like the fish. The fish doesn't know what is his nefesh that drives him, that he has to go to a certain place after he's lived whatever his life consisted of, and he's you know he's done the stuff that he that whatever they do, that drives him back to a certain place, and that like then he sees the whole you know all the old chaver hey what are you doing here yankel shmer like all the old fish they come back to the to the place where it all began and they're looking at each other what, what, what you know why'd you come here so I, I don't know why'd you come nobody knows. There's a nefesh that even though they can't, they don't, they don't have any intellectual havana. There's no intellectual understanding at all of what is it that moves them to that place and that and that drives them to do certain things. I'm sure every one of you saw the same th- like film when you were kids in school. Although I think I saw it like in black and white, one of those cameras that was constantly the stuff was coming off, you know. But you know, have the salmon. Those have the salmon. You know how they swim and where they going in the mysterious nefesh. They throw themselves mamish with mysterious nefesh. And, and you know, you think to go, hey fellas, take it easy. What are you doing? There's mysterious nefesh and mamish that they go, and there's something that's driving them that they can't understand. So too, in an infinitely different way, but the same concept is true. That just like there's a nefesh hadag, and that the salmon is a, a certain type of a fish, and it has a certain nefesh, and the Bereshit created that nefesh that drives it towards certain things without its understanding, without knowing why. There is, there is a, a there is a a, a spark of nevuah in, in a Jew that we can't possibly understand with our minds. There are things that a person can understand that he can't understand how he's able to understand them. He can't understand like what drives him, what pushes him, especially the time of his Shremus and Nefesh, a time of exaltedness, a feeling of spiritual exaltedness at a certain time, a certain Aesrats and a certain Tfilah. And it's not, it's not imagination. It's real. There's a mitzvah like this. Klaim HaTzadikim, page Kuf Pedal. Klaim HaTzadikim HaShem HaLefani. That's Tzadikim in the earlier generations. With the Kedush and the light 
that was upon them, that it was in them. Alayim uvaham. Hayaharbe kedusha vahabe or. There was a tremendous amount. The opening of their funnel was much bigger. They had from a higher level, so the, it wasn't a tiny, tiny little thing funneled down, funneled down until finally you got to that, that little thing that we have. They had, there were bigger openings. By them, by the tzaddikim of the early generations, the the presence of Hashem's light that was coming down through the through those through those kalim into the lives, into the minds, into the into the neshama, the ruach, the nefesh, the chay yechida of the tzaddik was so great that the ego already didn't exist. There was no longer a sense of self. They no longer had, in other words, the light and the presence and the awareness, that revelation of that prophecy, of that koyach, of that chachmah, and that nitzayt of nevu, and so on, that was in them was so powerful, was so great, that there was no, the chilaka adam was in this battle. There was no sense, they, they lost sense of what, of their own separate existence as human beings. Therefore, their thoughts, their intellects, were no longer no longer just the private, personal perceptions, thoughts, and understanding of an individual human being. They had an inspiration from above. They had, they had a wisdom that was, that had the quality of prophecy. A chachma that had the quality of prophecy. As we said, chacham adif minavi. That, that even though nevuah has stopped, we no longer have nevuah in that completely uncovered way of being able to have nevuah, whatever nevuah meant, as is discussed in the Rambam and all the Svarim. Nevertheless, the chacham of the early generations experienced such a presence of light an inspiration from Hashem Baruch that, their, that the Chachma was no longer one that was part of their own separate individuated egos but it was something that they were able to tap into from the Infinite One Himself I once read an article about this I read an article years ago in, in, in Jewish Action on, on uh, Reb Tzaddik Hakain. I don't know if you have, you have seen it on, on Reb Tzaddik Hakain. There was a what? It's on the website. It's on the website. Okay, so there, there, there's a uh, I was asked, they were, they were putting out uh, they wanted to put out on some of the greatest Jewish thinkers of the 20th century so Tzaddik died in 1900, he just made it, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Just made it. So, um, so there was somebody about Rav Hutner and about Rav Cook, and there were different, there were different uh, articles. So I, I wrote about Rav Tzaddik, and I was writing about, about this Indian. And, and there were letters written from, from people, there were letters written that uh, apicurses, you know, there's a total apicurses, what does that mean? I said, "You know that there's that there, that even after the removal of prophecy from this world, there is still some prophetic quality to the chachma of the chachamim, and, um, and that got that got a couple of people upset, and I had to write back. It was a whole shaklavatariya, but I wrote back. I wrote back a long thing. There was this one, this one fellow from Lakewood who wrote who wrote such a stack." 
piece of Amaratsis. It was it was shocking. <laughs> and 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 I I wrote back a, a long thing, and I wrote it back pretty strong myself that that you know that he was you know saying such things you know like. Uh, that, that showed that he never in his life, he never in his life picked up, you know, uh, one of the Star Makadayashim or saw anything, anything, like even the Rambans, and he just doesn't, he just, you know, it was straight, you know, straight, just, Pashat you know, what he saw, and I'm sure he's a wonderful, lovely person, but the stuff that he was writing was very stark, and I wrote back, you know, I wrote a whole long thing in response, and, and, and they, you know, they didn't put in, they just put in a part of it, they, they, uh, because um, this person has some sort of, uh, he's related to some big Rishashiv and it would have caused problems, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, you know, that's where that went. But Chazal <coughs> say, and the Ramban talks about it over there, It says in the Gemara that prophecy was taken from the prophets, but it was, but wasn't that, was not taken from the Chachamim. That the Chachamim still have the ability somehow to be able to tap into things beyond what a human intellect is able to perceive. That we see throughout the Gemara. Chacham are often in the Gemara anticipating conclusions and they're making statements that are later to be found to be identical with statements that were made in earlier generations or were discovered to be Allah Chalam Sinai. In other words, the Chacham didn't know it intellectually. He never heard, he never heard what? That an earlier Chacham from a different part of the world, a different yeshiva had said something. And the Chacham was able to have, the Chacham was able to have, to make a certain statement that was mamish identical. With what? With a statement that wasn't, they weren't able to read this, this is Zul Balpeh, but they were able to make a statement that was identical with something that was said in the earlier generation, or afterwards they found out that the Taka was a Kabbalah in the Meshim and Sinai. In other words, what this Chacham said in, in this Yeshiva in Bavel, it was discovered through having a discussion with another one of the Tanoim who heard from his Rebbe, who heard from his Rebbe, Gemirle, that it's Halach in the Meshim and Sinai. So a person would say, ain't that amazing? Isn't that interesting? The exact same, the exact same thing, the exact same hasaga mamish, in all of its details, that this chacham was able to, was able to anticipate, to come to a certain maskana, something that had been revealed in earlier generations from all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu, that some chacham that's sitting, that's sitting and thinking thoughts of Torah someplace, in Chveis and Surah and Pompadisa in Tveria, that some chacham is able to that some chacham is able to come to these conclusions. Everybody knows there's a famous thing with the Beis Yosef that the Beis Yosef was there was a piece of the Zohar called this that for many many years the Chavraya and Svas were trying to understand a certain piece of the Zohar they were all working on. We can't even imagine what that was. And and it's just it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't happening. And one, one night, late at night, whatever it was, the Beis Yosef, when he fell asleep, the Magid, you know, the Beis Yosef had a Magid that would, a Malach that revealed to him secrets of Tyre. There's a whole safe that we have called Magid Mishar. You can get it in any, in any uh, storm store, maybe not around here, but you can get it in, in, in storm stores that are well stocked. You can get, you can get the safe of Magid Mishar, which are his gullies, which are things that the, that the, that the Beis Yosef heard from the Magid. 
from this higher Kayach. So that night, the Magid revealed to the Beis Yosef, because of all his davening and because of his Ishtadlus, the Magid, this Malach, revealed to the Beis Yosef the explanation, the Pshat of that Zayar. And the Beis Yosef rejoiced, it says. And he was going, he went, he quickly got up and he was rushing to the Beis Medrash to tell the Chavayim. And he had a Chalish Zadas. When he got to the Beis Medrash, he was walking outside, he heard them talking over, and they were saying that Pshat in the Zayar. So, you know, so he didn't say anything. And, and he had, he had again, with that, with that Magid, a conversation. And the, and the Magid said to him, Yosef, you have a, you're having a Chalisha Sadas, that, that, that you needed to, you needed to receive this as a gift, and your friends, they were able to work the, the Zayar out. So the Magid says that you shouldn't think that way. When, when that secret of the Pshat and the Zayar was revealed to you, it means it was released from the higher world and it descended into this world, to the Chachamim of this generation. And once it descended and it was made available to you, so then the rest of the Chavayim were able to hear it also. That's not, that's not an intellectual matter. That's something beyond the intellect. It's enclosed in the intellect. It's mislabish in the mind of the Beis Yosef and the other tzaddikim. It's mislabish in their intellectual kaiches. But it's, it's something from beyond. Right? It's, it's really it's a, a huge Indian. What the Rebbe is talking about here, this is really not the place where he goes into this. Nitzhashem, some years from now, when we'll get up to it in the Mavai Sha'arim, it's not so long till we'll be able to start the Hashar Savreichim in Nitzhashem. We'll be able to learn Hashar Savreichim. In the Mavai Sha'arim, a large part, a large part of the Sefer Hashar Savreichim and the section of Mavai Hashar'im is discussing this Indian. And Bechlal, this crossing over Chachma, Nevuah, Nevuah, Chachma and how that plays itself out in our lives and how it is now and, now, and how it is now descended into the into the teachings of the Talmud Yabal and we're going to talk a lot about that here the Rebbe is just Ma'ayra the Inyan, a little bit he's Ma'ayra the Inyan, just lefi what we need, just a minimal tiny amount according to what we need so it's not something that we could really go into in depth right now so how is this possible? So he says, The Beis Yosef's understanding of that. Now let's talk about that again for a second. So we had the Beis Yosef understood the Zohar the same way that the Chaver in the Beis Medrash there in Svas, the same Havana. The Beis Yosef knew clearly that this was coming from beyond the world. The Chacham in Svas, they didn't, they didn't know that. Why? Because they were sitting there and they were talking over the Zayar and all of a sudden, all of a sudden one of the tzaddikim said oh, maybe this is the Pshat and everybody started jumping and screaming this is it, right? This is it. This is the, this is the Oymek HaPshat and the Zayar and they were, and they were, and they were singing, they probably did a Rikud now, the, the, if you were, they didn't have any Magid that came and told them now we know from the Beis Yosef which I'm sure he later on discussed with the tzaddikim we know that it was that it was something that came from Atzilus, from beyond the world. It wasn't something that was a matter of intellect. It was something beyond the intellect. Their experience of that in the base Medrash that night in Svas was not was not anything that that they felt was coming from a place of prophecy, so to speak. It wasn't like they 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 were silent and they and they fell into a trance and they rolled on the floor and they heard the Devar Hashem. 
They were learning. They were learning. Or like the story that uh, the Beis Yosef understood where it came from. But Lamaisa, where was it coming from? It wasn't a Chachm Pshutah Shal Seichel Anashi. It wasn't a Chachm Pshutah Shal Seichel Anashi. It wasn't an intellect of a simple, just of a human mind. It's a chachma that's min nevuah. It's a chachma from a different place. Whereas the nevi'im, when they're not shown the visions, it's finished. There's no longer any nevuah. But the chachamim are able to experience, are able to experience drippings, drops. In those cases, sometimes floods. Of what? Of an awareness that comes from beyond the world, even after the end of prophecy, and it becomes enclosed in what? In the intellect. He was bringing down things from above. He didn't what? He did. But that person, in order to understand it, Rabbi Shimon left it in the world in such a way that in order for us to understand it, we would have to make all the hachanas and try to understand it for 20 years and go to the mikvah and stay up nights and finish tilim and say, finish tilim every, you know, every day and, and then, and then, then ding! And then you understand it. It's the same way with, with, with everything that we're learning. It's all his godless mimar. That's why I wrote recently in a, 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 one of the chaveim, a, a wonderful Jew wrote a, wrote a nice book and, and he asked me to write a letter to put inside the book. So I wrote a story over there that I once told you here in the shul about the Gita Yid from Neistat, the son of the, of the Mor of Hashemish. The Mor of Hashemish had a son. They, they, they called the Gita Yid, the good Jew. The Gita Yid, the Gita Yid was, was a, you know, they used to call Tzadikim. A Tzadik used to be called the Gita Yid. A good Jew. He was a murder about my first to get the yid, and he and he was not conversant in Shas and Poskin. Not like we say about the Rebbe Zushi, where really he was. But on the get the yid, they say that he wasn't conversant in Shas and Poskin. But he was a zaya mensch, a heilige yid, a holy Jew. And and uh, and there was a meiser that's yidu. It's very well known. The Divichaim, the Sanzarov, loved the Gita Yid from Neishtat. They were very, they were Yedidans. His name was Rabbi Yosef. So the Divichaim was once learning a Taisvis, and he's breaking his head. We don't even know what that means for the Divichaim. We don't understand what it means, the brain of the Divichaim. We don't have a sag in his, in his mind. To understand the Pshat and Taisvis, of course, all of us would have learned in Yeshiva 15 minutes and said, hey, that's Taisvis. But the Divichaim was really understanding, trying to understand Taisvis, really. And he, and he couldn't understand it. Something in the Taisa. doesn't say which Taisa where, but he couldn't understand it. And, and who sang Tehillim over there? He always said that the, the, the Gittid always said Tehillim. He's sitting there in the Bismedrus in the back saying Tehillim. So Sanzarev goes over to the Gittid and he says, he says, he asks him to say, can you explain to me Pshat and Taisus? So the Gittid says, he says that I should explain to the, to, to, I should explain to the Rebbe that Pshat and Taisus. I don't, I don't understand how to be able to read. I don't know what Divichaim, he says, Rebbe, the God of Hador, I don't know how to explain. So Divichaim said, Afar Pichin, just read Taisus, help me understand it. So the Gita Yid uh, put down his Tillim, and he read Taisus, you know, the way you read Tillim. He read it like, Mdaknech, Mdaknech, you know. That's how, do you, how does you read Tillim? He reads Mdaknech, you know, Mdaknech. So he read over Taisus a little bit, with it, and he's in, and all of a sudden, the Divichaim goes on fire, and he says, that's the Pshat. 
And he ran back and asked the Pshat, and he continued writing his thing, what he was writing. That's the Pshat. <coughs> and, and the Gittagi went on saying, Tillam. And the Vichayim went on writing his Sefer. And the Vichayim went on writing. And the Vichayim said to the Gittagi that, that I, what, what, what I do to have you Tillam, the Gittagi said, what I would do to have you learning, right? And this is how they went. So what's the Pshat? Think about it, what does that mean? That the Vichayim understood Pshat and Taisus when he heard the Gittagi say it. What, the Vichayim didn't know how to read it? So it means that when the Gittayid read it, on, on that, whatever, we wouldn't have seen any difference. But on that, on some word that he came to the Gittayid, he went, <laughs> He gave a little bit of a thing, whatever it was. And that opened up something. It opened up, it opened up that, that thing that was shut. And the Divichayim, the Divichayim grabbed onto that. And that was the Pshat, the Oymek Pshat and Taisis. It's an, it's an amazing thing. And he explains. They were able to understand things in their minds from Dvarmalyaim, from beyond the world. through what? Through the influence of the Kaikhasanefesh, of their of their Kaikhasanefesh. The Gamdivra the things that they said, the intellectual, those matters of intellect that they expressed were filled with holiness. And it was a chachma v'ruach That these were things that Rabbi Khan said that you saw by the Chavetz Chaim, Ma'amish Kisayda by the Chavetz Chaim. We don't know now what they call what they call now Das Torah. We don't understand what that means, Das Torah. It's not really a concept that's been that's been developed, and it's not really something that's clear in in in, in Shas. But there were Jews like the Chavetz Chaim. There were Jews like that who had perfected themselves and reached such madregas of kedusha and tahara. Not like what they call in many circles now Das Torah. That just means don't argue with me. You know, don't argue with me. Decisions are made by people who, are, who have not necessarily lived in Kedusha and Tahara. I'm not talking about Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. I, uh, I'm not talking about Rabbi Shalom There are other people who, who carry some sort of a banner and feel that they have access to something that we're talking about here where all they have is that they're brighter than us. No question about it. Much brighter than us. But a hashra, in order to have a hashra, v'yichida chaya, neshama, to have a hashra, meaning to have access to those koiches that, that what? That make a person's intellect a, a seichel eloki. That even the simplest words that come out of his mouth are expressing truths that are beyond anything that a human being can understand. That doesn't just happen because you, you're bright. It doesn't just happen because you're smart and you're able to say a fancy shir. There's much more to it. Much, much more to it. What the Chavetz Chaim had was much more the, besides the fact that he was a Goyen Atzum, that he was a Velt and he was such a Lamdan, besides that, there was much more to it. And the same way that the Gittayid, then he was able to, to read the Taisus, even though he didn't intellectually understand Taisus, but what came out from his mouth was the Oymek of Taisus, the way he, when he said it. And sometimes you, could, you we were able to, to, maybe even now, but certainly when we were younger, you were able to meet certain Jews and you felt that, you felt that in their lives and they would say things. They would say things that were mamish, mamish, not from this world, even though they were enclosed in very simple things. They were said in a very simple way. 
There was a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim that died a few weeks ago, Mark Chaim Sukkerman. You ever hear of him? Jews, in Yushalayim, people, the last 20 years, people, people, much I'm sure to his dismay, he was discovered. He was a Yid, a Helegi Yid, Mamash, a Helegi Yid, a Talmud of Chavetz Chaim, and people went to him. And I was just talking to one of my Talmudim yesterday, who was a good friend of a grandson of this, of this Sadiq who passed away. And this, this young man, this fellow, uh, the grandson, had, uh, had married a little bit late, and he, a little bit later, and he had a baby boy. And, and uh, my Talmud told me that he was, that the friend said, that they went to the Zayda, they went to Mordechai Sukkerman, and they asked him what they should name, the, what they should name the baby. So he said, name it Mordechai. Name it after me. So they got very, they got very upset about that. They get very upset because that was a bad simon. They didn't like that, and and it turns out, Talmud Talmud turns out that the that the baby's um, the baby was yellow, and was not able to have the bris bismana, and the baby could only have the bris. The baby only had was able to have the bris two days after Mark Chetzukman passed away, a few weeks later, and he's named he's named after the the tzaddik. I was never able to see him, but, but my Talmud was telling me, and other people told me that they went into him. It was like you had a little bit of that feeling of when you were with the Chavetz Chaim, a little bit of a taste of that. Those Jews that, that knew what it was like to be in the room of the Chavetz Chaim felt a little bit by him then. That feeling that that that, I, that some of us might have been zayichet to have, not to say there aren't tzaddikim still in the world, but I remember the feeling when when you stood when, when I stood in the same room with the satmar of and when I stood in the room with the lubavitcher rebbe and when, we, when you stood there, it wasn't a matter of, of the, it was it really had very little to do with how bright they were. Even though those two tzaddikim were very different, of course, as you know, but great geniuses. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. There was something different. When you, were, when you were near them, there was something different that you felt. You felt a hashra of chai, yechid, of, of neshama. You felt that you were in the presence of chacham adif menavi, that there was a Jew who looked like any other human being that, was, that had skin, that had flesh and blood, that had eyes and, had, and had, was wearing a, 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 a suit, but was not from here. It was something different. And to a large extent, it's, to a large extent we don't feel that nowadays. With, with many of the great Tamil that are in the world, but to feel that kind of, that, that, you know, you walk into somebody, you walk in, you walk in and you're next to someone that you feel like you have, that you're three minutes, Mamish, in the presence of the Shekhinah. I remember that I was, when I was there to be by the old Blue Shiva, and if you ever be, were any of you by the old Blue Shiva, you, huh? Oh, that's right, that's right, Nachm's family, I know that, the Blue Shiva, that's right. Nowadays, if you go in Yushalayim, if you go to the Amshinava, you go a couple of minutes by the Amshinava, you could, you could uh, pick up on that, something, by the Amshinava. It's not from this world. Mamish not from this world. It's from a different place. And you feel that when he says something to you, he's not telling you something that's, that comes from here. It's from beyond the funnel, the funnel, the kalim. It's not from, it's not something that's coming, just, you know, from, from the intellect, from the mind. It's from a different place. It's coming from the mouth of a Jew who, who lives every single second of his life in a way of dying for Hashem. Mom is dying for Hashem. 
Bamshnava has no life of his own. He only, every second is death fashion. But it is no life at all of his own. He lives only fashion. And therefore, when he says certain things, <coughs> it's from a different place. That's what he's saying. Let's just finish this paragraph. And when we read their teachings, especially when the tzaddikim are writing about things from beyond the world, we're not reading some kind of a thing that he came to this intellectual conclusion after you know after research and studying that he came to some idea. We're not talking about theories or about ideas. We're not. We're not trying. We're not. We're not reading some some human piece of intellect that we're trying to uh, that we want so that will help us understand something which is the rochnius. When we're learning one of the svarim when we're reading what they're what they're talking about, what they're saying, it's a chachma nevuus. It's it's a it's a baskel. It's it's something else. When we when we open up a Kedusha's life and we're reading a Kedusha's life, we're not just reading something, oh, he was, wow, he was very smart. What a great idea, I wish I thought of that. That's not what it is. It's you're able to, you're tapping into the Ruach HaKadosh, Navaidus HaKadosh of sleepless nights, of endless Tehillim, of freezing cold mikvahs, of, of a billion, trillion hidden acts of kindness that nobody in the world ever will know. Only Hashem is Rachno. And when you're reading one of the Torahs of the Kedusha's Levi, that's what you're experiencing. It's not Me'al Ma'adein, it's not from this world. And that's why it can unleash within us. And, and, and I've been trying to convince people about this for many years. That when we, when we are Isaac in these things, it could, it could, it could be Megala to ourselves and the excites of, of Nevoah as well. A little piece of Nevoah. And give us that drive, like the salmon, that they're ready to kill themselves to go upstream. It'll, it could push us to go upstream, even in the Meshigan that we should try to be with the one, where, to be connected to the one who we came from and where we came from, even though it means going against everything that makes sense and the holes upstream, and it's not a matter of articles and theories and uh, uh, sermon, sermons and, you know, and I, one, of the, one of the things I always find insulting, but nobody ever means to insult me when they say, God forbid, they say, oh, well, it was an interesting speech. And I, I and, I never, I'm not a speaker and I don't give speeches. And the person meant to say that, that that's the way of saying that, you know, that he gained something. I understand that. I, I don't criticize, I'm not looking in a critical way. But, but that's not, that's not what they mean. When you and I are talking terror to each other, these are not speeches. These are not sermons. And it's not, and, 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 uh, <clears throat> it's, it's one Jew trying to megalas nafsha. That's why I always try that, and, you know, it's, sometimes it's more difficult than others, but I try, depending upon, I'm not Shabbos, what I'm, what I'm, what I, what I try to, to, to talk about, things that, different things that happened during the week, or things that came up during the week, not something that's a matter of, you know, of research, but something, more things that happened, and then to try to understand, and to talk to the Hever about what, 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 what's being experienced, because, the side of all of this is the hisgalus of the soul, of one soul of a Jew to another soul. That the, the Jews are being megala the, the, their souls to each other. And when that happens, so then, then they could be ready. We're not talking just about, oh, what a, what a, that's an interesting point. I have to remember that. 
But that's not the Tachas. The Tachas is, is this a Torah that's going to in any way help somebody go upstream against the current the same way that it helped me to go against the current? And when I hear from you things, and when you tell me things in your lives that you think about and that you experience, that help me to go against the current. That's what it means when Jews learn with each other. Zahuza. That's what it is. Hashem's Baal should help us. Lishma Velas. Lishma Velas.